from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I hope this finds you well. And greetings once again from our studios at the campus, as I like to call it now, the home of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, of course, that's 5800 Airline Drive. If you're looking to mail us something here at the Black and Blue Report, nonetheless, gang's all here today. As you already heard, D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra, producer Dan and, uh, and myself, ready to go with a great list of uh, guests for you today. We're going to kind of throw it all over the map a little bit here today. We are very anxious to talk to the voice of the Saints. Jim Henderson will join us today and most every Thursday to preview that weekend's uh, Saints game. So the Saints playing tomorrow night. Uh, Jim will be by to talk uh, Saints and Raiders in our second segment today. And then in segment three, uh, we are going to talk to a guy that is only talked about when things don't go well. So I thought it only fair that we get Saints long snapper Justin Drescher on the show um, when something didn't go bad, because I think it's interesting what he does. And so we're going to have a little fun with Justin. Uh, I may even ask him some off-the-wall questions about being a long snapper in the NFL. So that's a very good segment today. And then because tomorrow is game day, we are going to uh, get you ready food-wise. As we're going to start doing here on the show uh, each week, we're going to feature a local chef or restaurateur to kind of share one of their secrets uh, either something from their home or from their restaurant uh, that we can use on game day, whether it be football, basketball, high school football, whatever. And so Scott Craig is first today. Scott is the proprietor of Katie's Restaurant and Bar in Mid-City. He has this barbecue sauce that is out of this world over there. And he's going to tell us all about that and how to do it with ribs, of all things, one of my favorites of all time. Uh, that'll be um, in segment four today. And then before we get out of here today, I want to go back and revisit some of Pierre Thomas's comments from yesterday in getting ready for the uh, Saints uh, practice later on today. So we're recording the show, as you know, midday or so on this Thursday. The Saints have a practice. The Saints have practice rather later on this afternoon. That's like a four to six p.m. window for their practice. So we won't have a post-practice report from John DeShazer today. We'll kind of get into that tomorrow. And I think Rob Nice is going to be our guest host tomorrow uh, with me uh, over at the Dome getting ready for the uh, football game. So a lot on the show today. Uh, I'm glad that everybody got in safe. I hope that you're doing well because I'll be quite honest with you, I'm excited that school's back in session, but the traffic the last couple of days around the city has been absolutely horrific. So producer Dan's been nice enough to let me cool down for a few minutes when I get here before we record the show because I've been one cranky broadcaster getting in here from the north shore it's been it's been awful um speaking of awful well not awful but perhaps scary uh for patriots fans yesterday as we kind of look around the league a little bit uh tom brady leaves practice yesterday with a tweaked knee and i can't begin to tell you especially 
guys that I know that cover the Patriots or know about football up in the Northeast, how uh, nervous everyone was yesterday when that happened and what Tom Brady means to not only that franchise but that fan base and everything else. And really for the league in general, let's just, let's just call it what it is and be honest. Elite quarterbacks in this league help drive the popularity of this league. But anyway, so Brady and the Patriots are practicing yesterday with Greg Schiano's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Saints have done this before, too. They've gone early to a, a, a preseason game site, and they've had joint practices before. And sometimes you wonder how it's all going to turn out. Of course, all the fans love it when there's pushing and shoving and you get that competitiveness going on. But certainly no one on either side wants to get the other team's guy hurt in these preseason practices. But here was the strange thing yesterday in a full-contact drill, Patriots on offense, Bucks on defense, and defensive end Adrian Claiborne uh, runs the blocker he's working against into Tom Brady. Okay, And the instruction was, obviously, early on, let the quarterbacks throw, rush the passer, passer but blow by him. But here was Claiborne yesterday asked about the collision that ended up sending Brady to the uh, locker room. Uh, you always got to stay away from the quarterback. I mean, but I mean, if you got a guy on his feet, I mean, on his heels, I mean, my instinct is to keep going. So and that's what I did. When you have it, can, you, can you tell us exactly what happened? Uh, I bull rushed the tackle back, and apparently he tripped on Brady and he fell on him. That's what I'm told. So you got to feel for a guy like Claiborne. I mean, I mean this is, uh, there's no intent here to hurt Tom Brady, but he's the one that's tangled up in this in this situation and then and then of course even Greg Schiano the Tampa Bay coach realizes the impact of what could have been again it all turned out okay but certainly the you know the the conversations already been had with both sides about how we're going to handle taking care of business around the quarterback but even Schiano yesterday it was on his mind post practice in front of the those covering the Buccaneers. Well coach Belichick and, and I we we Stress to our teams, let them throw the football, rush the passer, but go by them. Don't, don't get around them. And I can't tell you because I didn't see what happened, but uh, I'll look at it on tape. It's hope he's okay. Well, when it was all said and done, the good news was this. Brady's MRI was negative, and uh, producer Dan tells me I think that he is going to go ahead and, and play this weekend as, as scheduled. So, so that, was the, that was the moment yesterday. And then the other thing that kind of stuck out around the league yesterday was Rex Ryan uh, really undressed his rookie quarterback, Geno Smith, yesterday. And... Um, that was interesting for a coach who I, I just can't remember him doing that before. But uh, he had some pretty harsh things to say about Geno Smith, and we'll see if that plays into their quarterback competition. That's going to take probably the whole preseason. All right, Jim Henderson, Justin Drescher, Scott Craig from Katie's Restaurant, all of our guests today on the Black and Blue Report are ready to go, and so are you, hopefully. Uh, and to get you in the Thursday mood, because we're almost to the weekend. By the way, I'm a big Jimmy Fallon fan. I don't know if you all knew that or not. Um, this this got me in the mood on this Thursday when producer Dan threw this at me, saying that last night Jimmy Fallon and Robin Thicke got together on a little collaboration. If you're familiar with Jimmy Fallon, he likes to take current popular music and get together on the classroom instruments. Remember the, the instruments you had in the classroom in grade school? Well, they used those to recreate some of these popular hits. And sure enough, last night, Jimmy Fallon and Robin Thicke playing Blurred Lines. And uh, no offense to D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra, but we'll let these guys take us to our first break.
This is Eric, general manager of the Raising Canes in Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Canes is fans' best friend. Fresh, never frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Canes crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Canes, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We're, of course, uh, getting ready for tomorrow night's preseason action at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome when the New Orleans Saints welcome the Oakland Raiders. And uh, sure enough, we get the voice of the Saints on the Black and Blue Report today. Of course, Jim Henderson, who has very generously um, decided that he would join us each week to preview each of the games. And so here we start this week with preseason game number two. Jim, good morning. How are you? Sean, I'm doing just fine. How are you doing today? We're doing great. Um, I guess we should share right off the bat before we get into the football part. You and I are both fanatics about barbecue. Um, and, and, and Jim uh, here, I should tell the folks that uh, during camp has been sharing his barbecue secrets, one of which was a recipe sent to me earlier today for smoked mac and cheese with a dollop of pulled pork and crumbled bacon on top. And while my yeah, heart is... It's low cholesterol and gluten-free and um, very healthy, I'm sure. But seems perfect for a game day, don't you think? I think so. I don't think it'd slow you down too much. Yeah, I love the big green egg. I'm really into the big green egg. That's my uh, my passion when I have a day off is just to sit around up in Mississippi and uh, watch that thing smoke. That's perfect. Now, uh, you know, I should probably uh, ask you then, what, what am I pairing the smoked mac and cheese with uh, for our game this week? How about some Natty Light? How about that? Wow. You know, just a really bad light beer, I think, would go excellent with that dish. I think you're right, and I think you're going a little in Mississippi on me on there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a staple in Mississippi, actually. Oh, I love it. I grew up in St. Louis, so Natural Light was what – this is what you did when you were an underage youngster looking for something or you were in college and you couldn't afford good beer. Natty Light was the way to go. Um, I'll tell you what, it's been a long time since I can remember being underage. Oh, don't, don't, don't kid us, Jim. It hasn't been that long now. 
I'm, I feel young anyway. Uh, you, you you sound great. Hey, let's get to football. The Raiders are interesting. Of course, everyone uh, familiar with the Saints is going to be familiar with their young head coach. And maybe we should start there. The intriguing story about Dennis Allen. Well, you know, when he was with the Saints, you just got a feeling about certain people. And just the way Dennis carried himself and just the respect he had of his players, even though uh, he was a very young assistant coach when he was here working with the D-line and also the defensive backs, and whenever you talk to Dennis Allen, I think most people would come away and say, that guy's going to be a head coach someday. And he, he quickly made that progression, going to the Broncos as their defensive coordinator and then to the Raiders as the uh, youngest head coach in the NFL now at 40 years old. So uh, he's got a, a massive rebuilding job on his hands, but it looks like he's going to be given time to do it. Got rid of a number of his coaches in the off season, but uh, this is a, a Raider team that is not looking at being terribly competitive in the next year or two. Does he have anything to work with at this point? Well, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, they've gone through so many quarterbacks. It'll be interesting to see if Matt Flynn can truly hold on to that job, if Terrell Pryor is ready. Uh, they've got Darren McFadden, but he's always hurt, so uh, that's a problem. I think they'll be a very cautious passing team. They'll want to establish themselves as a, as a power-running team. Uh, to hopefully take some of the onus off their defense. They don't want those guys on the field terribly long. But, you know, the Raiders have really been hit hard by injuries along the offensive line. Most recently, uh, Jared Valdir, their left tackle, who's probably their best offensive lineman, he was just diagnosed with a torn left triceps this week. And while they don't expect him to miss the full season, uh, he's going to miss a good portion of it. They've got problems at right guard as well. And it looks like the guy who will replace Valdir at left tackle is a guy named Alex Barron. Saints fans might remember him being on the roster in 2011, but he was on IR for much of the season. He hasn't played for the last two seasons, although he was a starter for the Rams early in his career. So uh, every time I look at a team's offense, I first look at the offensive line because it all starts there, and the Raiders have some pretty big problems, it would appear, up there. As far as the Saints go, Jim, as you're preparing for the game and your call tomorrow night, what are the storylines for you regarding the home team? I want to see Seneca Wallace, and we'll get a good look at him. I don't think he can win the backup job, but he'll certainly get a lot of playing time, just as Luke McCown did a week ago. And it'll be interesting to see him. Um, Totally different style, just 5'11 and 205, a 10th-year veteran, just as Luke is. But a totally different style, having played with Seattle and Cleveland. He's a guy that can make plays with his legs, and because of his size, often has to. So I think it'll be interesting to see him. Uh, I want to see Preston Parker again after what he has done in practice and last week with those two touchdown catches. He's an intriguing prospect. And on the defensive side, I really uh, am getting more and more impressed with this defensive line. I think it's going to be better than probably a lot of us gave it credit to be in the offseason, particularly because of the two youngsters, uh, Glenn Foster and Tyron Walker. Tyron Walker, who flashed in preseason last year, is explosive off the ball. He showed that again in the victory over the Chiefs. And Glenn Foster has truly come out of nowhere. I'm learning more and more about him this week because of the way he played last week with the sack and the forced fumble. Uh, it's surprising that this guy wasn't drafted. Uh, you know, when he had his pro day, uh, he had what would have been the best vertical and the best broad jump had he been invited to the combine. And this is a guy that also showed a lot of explosion. So uh, it's going to be a lot of twos and twos against threes and fours. So uh, we should see a lot of Glenn Foster and Tyron Walker. And I'm interested to see those guys in the second week. 
Jim, you've called so many of these preseason games over the years, uh, you know, and I know that Coach Payton had his his moments last weekend in describing the game against the Chiefs, but yet I, I still I still find myself almost flushing each of these preseason experiences away pretty quickly. I I I, I just see sometimes things get too high or too low with regard to these things that they don't do they really matter when we get to September? I totally agree. I mean it's all about evaluations and I think uh, the fans, and to a certain degree the media, get carried away by what they see in preseason. And I've always cautioned myself, and I've said this over and over again, it's impossible not to form impressions based on on preseason, but it's very dangerous to form conclusions. And so I think you just let the game come to you as a fan and as a, a broadcaster and as a member of the media, because uh, when the lights go on for real against the Falcons uh, that first Sunday in the NFL season, things change dramatically. So you you can't get too high or too low based on the performances of these guys. It's all about evaluating talent and picking, as Sean has said, the right 53. And um, I think that's one of the things that has really served the Saints well. If I look at this regime of Sean Payton being there, Ryan Pace, Mickey Loomis, to me one of the great reasons for the Saints' success is their evaluation of talent. They very seldom let guys get away that go elsewhere to be stars. And they have a great, um, and you can see this up and down the roster, a great ability to pick players that a lot of people don't know a lot about and find out that they're serviceable pros and sometimes all pros. Um, When you look at the offensive line and you look at a guy like Jari Evans, what he has done, and that's one of the reasons Glenn Foster told me this week that he came here because he saw a need on this team. He thought that he fit as a a defensive end in in a 3-4 alignment or a defensive tackle, depending on how you want to root, how you want to uh, look at him, but also the fact that he saw in the Saints uh, uh, an organization that would take a Pierre Thomas, also out of Illinois, uh, and, and let him prove himself on the field. And if he were better than people that were drafted or people that were drafted ahead of him, he'd get the job. And that's what you've got to do when you're when you're the head coach of an NFL franchise uh, or a general manager or a, a talent selector. You can't can't try to uphold your uh, your reputation at the expense of somebody who's better that maybe you didn't pick or you picked him down the line is better than the person that you picked ahead of him. In the end, that really comes back to bite you, and the Saints have been great at not doing that. I can't help but think about Rex Ryan's comments yesterday as you say that, Jim. Good stuff. Um, before I let you go, tomorrow night will be Jerry Romig's last night as the public address announcer for the Saints. How did that news find you? Well, I'll tell you the truth, Sean. I knew that this was in the works. Um, I was with Jerry at the uh, Press Club Awards uh, earlier in uh, July, and um, Jerry's had a lot of health problems. Uh, not a lot of people know it, but he suffered a fall in the Superdome. I think it was last year, and he's had major, major back problems, and he's in a great deal of pain. And so it didn't come as a surprise to me because I spoke to uh, his son, Jay, uh, afterwards saying, is he going to be able to make it this season? And, and Jay kind of told me what was in the works. So, no, it didn't come as a surprise. Uh, I'm saddened by it like I think every Saint fan is. I mean, we're also privileged to just be around it on the periphery. And and Jerry is connected to the, the broadcasts, uh, connected to the games, connected to the experience, just as we all are. And uh, I thought it was interesting to, to hear the, the players talk about how much they're going to miss him and, and talk about hearing his calls uh, in the Superdome and how much the fans will miss him because uh, it's all part of the experience. And, and we get connected to what a great experience it is to be around the NFL and all the memorable games and the heartbreak. And 
um, exhilaration, and he shared all of that because he's been with the team for so long. So uh, he'll be missed, he'll be remembered, and he'll be revered. Yeah, no doubt, and that means tomorrow night will be a nice a nice mark in time. Uh, Jim, I know that you've been working hard and getting ready for the broadcast tomorrow night, so it means a lot that you took a few minutes with us today. We appreciate it. We'll be listening tomorrow night. Thanks a lot, Sean. It's always a pleasure to be on with you. Thank you, sir. Jim Henderson, the voice of the Saints, and we're back with more on the Black and Blue Report after these messages. Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second-chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N- nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It seems it seems whenever the long snapper in football's name is mentioned, then something probably didn't go very well. So we thought that we'd get Justin Drescher over here and talk to him and bring him on the show when something was going right. Is that fair, Justin, that we only talk about number 47 or, or you or your other colleagues around the league when things don't go well? That's the assumption around the league. And, uh, you know, we kind of like that. We are, uh, I'd say most long snappers are uh, – you know, we care about the team the most, and we just hope our punters, kickers make the field goals, and we don't care who gets the glory or who gets the credit. We're just uh, kind of there to do the dirty work and um, do it well. All right, so I understand how one becomes a football player, but how does one become a long snapper? Well, uh, my dad, I was undersized as an offensive lineman in high school, and my dad had said, you know, you could do this for a long, long time get you to college. And my dream was always to play big college football, and, of course, me being the son, I was like, yeah, right, come on, you, you don't know what you're talking about. And uh, sure enough, about a year later, I'm thanking him, saying, man, you were right. And it, uh, it really opened up the door for me to play big-time college football. And 
and I got blessed enough to play in the NFL. So this all started back in school in Texas then, in high school football. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was a jun junior year, and everyone, you know, we, we had a long snapper. My dad's like, hey, you can do it. And sure enough, a long snap for a year or two there and moved on. All right, so I, what, what can you snap or hike? Can you, can you snap a toaster? No, I just snapped. I snapped the footballs. I try to keep a routine going. And uh, you haven't tried other things like a watermelon or, you know, a small appliance or <laughs> nothing like that. No, man. I stick. I stick to footballs. That's about all. I. Uh, that's what I'm good at. I try to stick what I'm good at. And you know, I don't have any trick shot videos or anything because my one sole goal is to get it. Uh, on the holder's hands or the punter's hips. You could be a YouTube sensation, though, Justin. I, I mean, I'm watching these guys, uh, Kickalicious, and all these <laughs> other guys that got like four gazillion hits on YouTube. We could we could get to something here. Yeah, you know, you could probably do something like that, but I'd rather stand on the radar and uh, keep keep uh, keep the low key personality I have. How do you keep your back in shape, living most of your life? hunched over a football. You know, that's funny because I, I bet you if you ask most long snipers on the league what's their number one thing to go and they'd say they're back. And, uh, you know, you do a lot of uh, core work. Core is the central piece to uh, to basically your body functions. And then, you know, you do core work then on down to your uh, your butt and everything. And, uh, you know, in by August, you're usually, by the end of August, you're ready to rock and roll because you've been down there so much. And uh, that's about, just have fun with it. Pitchers and catchers develop chemistry. Quarterbacks and centers develop chemistry. Do long snappers and holders or punters create some kind of chemistry? Absolutely. It's uh, funny you say that because I'd say me and Thomas have some of the best chemistry in the league. We are on point. I know if I'm going to miss, I want to miss here. If I miss there, you know, I know where his sweet spot is. It's kind of funny because he has a sweet spot. If I can hit it there, man, I know it's going to be a good punt. And uh, we have. We're great friends off the field, on the field. We work really well together. And, uh, you know, the last couple years I've had Chase, and now we have Luke working in here, and uh, he's done a tremendous job, and he's he's a fantastic holder. Forgive the silly questions here, but I'm just fascinated by this. Has anybody ever put a radar gun on one of your snaps? <laughs> you know, I've never been radared. I've always wanted to be, and I've always said, ah, let's see how fast it is. But, uh, you know, the, how we time is through the clock, it's the stopwatch. And, you know, if I'm fast enough there, I know I'm doing well. What's a good time on a punt? On a punt, you know, from snap to, to, to catch for the punter, you want about .75. I, I tend to be around .72 to .74 most snaps. Uh, you know, you can actually be too fast where the, the, the punter has a hard time catching. You kind of handcuff him. So, you know, you want a nice smooth snap from anywhere from 7.0 to 7.5. There's a new rule this year, isn't there? Kind of protecting you guys a little bit down mainly in a field goal situation, right? Yes, and I think all snappers are thankful for that because we've been getting thrown out of the bar for years, getting crushed, mauled, whatever you want to call it, always on our butt. But, uh, yeah, you know, they can't uh, come right over our head. And uh, basically when you see us going flying back three yards, almost blocking the field goal, they can't do that anymore, which is really nice. So uh, I know we're all thankful for that. Do you have family? No, I'm uh, – just living the dream. You're the yeah. eligible long snapper. I'm the eligible long snapper living the dream in New Orleans and uh, loving every moment of it. Is there a sweet spot in the city for you, a, a go-to spot? Oh, man, I actually just, uh, yeah, I, I like uh, Giacomo's. I got family coming. We go to Giacomo's, and my favorite lunch spot's Butcher right now. Very nice. I think that maybe this will help you get a table a little faster. <laughs> I hope so. Sometimes you got to wait a little longer at Giacomo's. <laughs> We've all been there. And it's funny, you'll go there and they'll say, oh, it'll be a two-hour wait, and everybody's like, okay. Yeah, you're not leaving because that place is tremendous. We'll tell Jack you said hello. Justin, <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. Justin Drescher, the long snapper for the New Orleans Saints. We'll be right back after this on the Black and Blue Report. This is Eric, general manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. 
To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Cane's is fan's best friend. Fresh, never-frozen chicken fingers made fresh daily cane sauce and a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. Somewhere in a town like the one you're in, there is a person like you headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts, like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8-15-13. Play without purchase. Mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game. P.O. Box 753-726, El Paso, Texas, 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. Don't forget to tell your friends. The Black and Blue Report is, of course, now downloadable on iTunes. It is free of charge. You can go back to listen to previous episodes of the Black and Blue Report as well, just like you can online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. We've got a game day tomorrow, as you all know. We've been talking about throughout the show today, Saints and Raiders tomorrow night. And I think what we're going to do, because I like to eat, and I know you do too, and I know here in New Orleans all we do is talk about if we're not talking about food or when we're eating we're talking about our next meal so why not do that here on the show as well and so this week we're starting it up with game day tomorrow each week we're going to try and check in with one of our local uh, chefs or restaurateurs and so we're going to start things off with our friend scott craig over at katie's restaurant and bar in mid-city uh happy football season to you scott hey man how are you sean doing great talking to you Absolutely. I know it's a preseason game tomorrow against the Raiders, but it is a Friday, and I know they'll be tailgating with the game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So food is on my mind, and I thought maybe you could help us out. I love what you have over there at Katie's, and perhaps you're willing to share something either from your own private collection or from something off the menu that Saints fans can use for their game day experience tomorrow, whether it be at home or tailgating at the Dome. And you know in New Orleans, we'll be tailgating. Yes, sir. <laughs> Everybody's ready to roll. The, season, the regular season can't come fast enough. All right, so what will um, we'll work for tomorrow? Yeah, I have a special barbecue sauce that I do here at the restaurant. Um, I started making this sauce when I was working for CNN after Hurricane Katrina, and it just turned into – I started making this sauce mainly because we didn't have a whole lot of ingredients available, but we had a lot of blackberries. So I started making a barbecue sauce, and it goes as such. You start with ketchup, 
and it's about 60 ounces of ketchup. I'm trying to do a scaled-down recipe because our recipes are so large. Right, right. You do 60 ounces of ketchup, a quarter cup of liquid smoke. You can get that anywhere. You can get that at the grocery store anywhere. A cup of molasses, a half a, a, half a cup of agave nectar. It needs to be agave nectar. If you don't have it, you can use honey. But I like agave nectar. Uh, then I use a half a cup of apple cider vinegar, a quarter cup of paprika, two tablespoons of cinnamon, two tablespoons of white pepper, a half tablespoon of cayenne pepper, two tablespoons of garlic powder. And you mix that up. And then you take your blackberries. And for this, I would use two to three pints of fresh blackberries. And then pickled jalapenos. Depending on how spicy you want it, we would start with one cup, but you can go to two cups if you want. But they need to be pickled because you need the juice added to it, too. You process the blackberries and the jalapenos together. So you pulverize them really, really well so it's not too chunky. Add that to your sauce. Blend it all up. And then you buy the best baby back rib you can find. We have very lean, very good baby back ribs here. I do not like fatty ribs. So we smoke those ribs. We put them in our smoker for three to four hours. Just let them smoke until they get tender. But not too tender because you you want them to still stick to the bones before you go to the next step. Before you serve them, you get a very hot pit. You coat the rib with the blackberry jalapeno sauce coat it on both sides and sear that sauce onto the ribs before serving. Cut them up and start eating them and it'll be the best barbecued rib you've ever had in your life. You're killing me. Yeah, it's different. It's definitely a different sauce, but the blackberries really give it the, give it the bang. And, um, it's turned into a very popular item here at Katie's and I still send them to the people at CNN. They call me and they want the sauce. They want whatever I can send them. But they come in all the time. When they're in town, they come in town to eat my CNN blackberry ribs. That's outstanding. Let me ask you a couple questions on, on the on the preparation of the ribs. Are are you in the camp that believes you got to pull the membrane off the back of those things, or do you leave it on? Oh, I leave it on. You leave it on. And so does Ron. Hold the ribs together. Okay. Um, and and then if you the, get a really high quality baby back, it's not a very thick membrane. Okay, good good point. It's really, really, it, you need to just get, you know, they should cost you like four bucks a pound, three, between three seventy-five and $4 a pound for a high-quality baby back. Hormel's got a really high-quality baby back. Uh, the, the baby backs that they sell at Sam's yep. are also excellent. They come in a pack of three, and they're full of meat. But as you smoke these ribs and as you grill them, that membrane softens up. But it really does a nice job of holding them together. Because the, word, the last thing you want to do is smoke them so much that when you put them on the grill with the sauce, that they fall apart. Agreed. You don't want that. No. You I, want them to be, you know, yeah, firm it, enough. So everybody says we want it falling off the bone, bone, and I say that's overcooked. Right. Right. Um, okay, let's say, let's say somebody uh, is going crazy about the sauce right now, but they know because of work or whatever they can't smoke ribs in time for the game tomorrow. What else does that sauce, that blackberry barbecue sauce, work on best? Oh, man. Couchon de lait. You can serve it with pulled pork. You can serve it on barbecue chicken. 
Um, I wouldn't put it on a steak because if you have a high quality steak, you don't win. You know, you could use it as a dipping sauce for anything. It's amazing. You can dip any kind of piece of meat in it for a dipping sauce, a pork chop. You can get a double cut pork chop or a single cut pork chop and just throw those on the grill with the sauce. It's tremendous. This sauce makes a lot of things taste good. Well, this is a great way to start this new segment of the Black and Blue Report, that's for sure. Um, the address over there at Katie's. I know you're in Mid-City, but specifically where, Scott? 3701 Iberville. Can't wait to get back over there, no doubt. Where are you watching the game tomorrow, Scott? At Katie's. At Katie's. Perfect. <laughs> I'll be in the kitchen, but we haven't seen me in the kitchen for Saints games. I figured you'd be working. I figured And Pelican much. games. Uh, I, I love my Pelican games. I know you do, man. That's, that's, that's how we got hooked up. That's perfect. Scott I'm Craig, so everybody. About the I am too. It's going to be a great season coming up, and, and camp can't, can't get here soon enough. That's for sure. That's true. Scott, enjoy the day tomorrow. We can't wait to see you down the road, and we're definitely going to try the sauce. You bet, okay? Thank you, Sean. You're awesome. Thank you, Scott Craig, the uh, restaurant tour over there at Katie's Restaurant and Bar in Mid City, and we'll be right back. We'll start wrapping up today's Black and Blue Report right after these messages. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is, yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience, great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, Visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. The second annual Saints Back to Football Run presented by Chevron will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61-mile fun run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Gumbo and Sir Saint, along with the Saint Sations, will be on hand to cheer on participants, and a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in Champion Square. All participants will receive a Saints back-to-football run shirt, a commemorative finisher's medal, and an NFL-approved bag. Registration is now open at nflrunseries.com slash saints. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. I want to thank all of our guests today for sure. I want to thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Black and Blue Report. We're about out of here for the day. Uh, again, our recording uh, happens before Saints practice on Airline Drive, which is taking place from 4 to 6 p.m. today. So I want to just revisit a couple of things from yesterday before we uh, let you go and get you ready for Saints and Raiders tomorrow night. Um, there were two things that really I loved about practice yesterday. Number one was the, um, was the goal line scrimmage. 
and the other was the return of Pierre Thomas and how he looked and how he felt and the way that he spoke uh, after practice yesterday. So we'll kind of combine, combine all that into one. Practice, according to Coach Payton, was going fairly uh, at a sluggish pace, as he put it, early on, and then it really ramped up. A very exciting uh, goal line run. 12 plays in all. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but 12 big-time goal line plays between uh, most of the principals, shall we say, a majority of the plays with the ones, and then we got to see uh, the twos get in there as well and, and, and others. But Pierre Thomas was back yesterday. The offense looked good. I think they scored on eight of the 12 goal line plays. And for Thomas, like me, that goal line scrimmage was really a highlight of Wednesday's workout. I think our goal line, you know, scrimmage that we just had, you know, was one of our best we had in the past. Um, I seen the, the guys was on the blocks very quick, uh, very fast. Old line tight ends did a great job of getting onto these guys and pushing them back. You know, we had a few, a uh, few ones that we didn't get in, but majority of the time we got in. You know, it was uh, mostly dead even, but usually the defense get an upper hand on us. You know, when we out here to scrimmage, but you know, today it was it was closely dead even. Or I say we got the upper hand just a little bit, but. We ran hard, and the O-line did a heck of a job of allowing us to get in the end zone. So that was the first full contact for Thomas, by the way, too, since returning from injury. And, uh, you know, the smile on his face, the bounce in his step, certainly spoke to uh, him being happy about returning. It felt great. You know, I was, I was anxious to get back out here and test it out. You know, I was trying to trying to push for these trainers to get me back out here so much and uh you know they was tempted and saying hey you know you just, just take our time and knowing me just my attitude is i really don't like being hurt you know i just want to get back there out there on the field with my teammates and you know they, they was being smart with me and uh you know just holding me back just to make sure everything is good and I won't have any setbacks so um, i'm glad they did and i just felt good out here they said i felt a lot lot look a lot uh fresher and a lot faster you know i got these fresh legs so a lot of these guys don't like it but hey i'm, I'm, I'm good i'm glad to be back with these guys and practicing with them and Thomas was also quick to point out that he intends on playing uh, tomorrow night against the Raiders. So that's uh, kind of a couple of pieces from yesterday's practice. We hope that you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget, you can tweet at us at Sean Kelly Live and at Black Blue Reports. You can also email the program, questions and comments, radio at pelicans.com. Don't forget, downloadable on iTunes and online anytime at NewOrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com. And that'll do it for this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Rob Nice will be here tomorrow. We'll look forward to seeing you again 24 hours or so from when you are listening currently. For all included in the program today, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.